0: Lots of big news on the Access Louisville podcast this week. There's a new $100 million development coming to Hurstbourne Parkway. We also have a new African-American-owned bourbon brand that's making waves out there. Plus, we got to chat about this new destination coming downtown on Whiskey Row. It's going to be a good one. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann and joining me today is Marty Finley. How's it going? Brooke Timmons. Howdy. And Sarah Shadburn. Hey. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. So this week on louisvillebusinessfirst.com actually it was last week on louisvillebusinessfirst.com we had a story about whiskey alley this is going to be an outdoor destination on washington street between first streets and second streets it's going to be pedestrian friendly there's going to be outdoor music beverage options sounds awesome so my question for you guys is what do you think the most important new thing we've gotten downtown in the last five or six years is it uh, could be the Omni, could be the Big Four Bridge, uh, the way Whiskey Row has been revamped. And uh, Marty, since you've covered a lot of this, I'm going to start with you.
1: You're going to get me in trouble because <laughs> I have to pick, a, pick one. Uh,
0: you're going to have to pick a safe one then.
1: Yeah, I think I'm probably going to go just pure impact, probably the uh, the renovation of the convention center. Yeah. Just because of what, what that does to downtown economic development. Um, that was also closed for two years and we actually saw some businesses like restaurants go out of out of business because yeah, the traffic yeah. was gone. Uh, so having that bag is a big generator. I mean, you know, Omni is obviously right there near the top too, just because of the its sheer size and scope. Yeah, a thirty-story building isn't built in Louisville every day. So uh, those would probably be the two big ones for me. But you know, really looking around, I feel like everything's starting to tie together. It really, is. the Whiskey Row development is really tying into the Yum Center and all that. You know, the Convention Center and all the hotels tying together. So it's all starting to come together into one nice package. So we'll see what what comes in the near future as more projects roll out. But yeah, it's been a, I guess the last two years really since the first of 2018 Mm -hmm. is when we've seen a lot of this come online. So
0: yeah. Uh, Brooke, what do you think?
2: Um, I'm going to go with kind of like the revitalization of main street Mm -hmm. all the way down east Mm -hmm. and west. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got museum row. uh, We have whiskey row. uh, So I think that just the whole revitalization, I had some guests in town over Christmas and they were like, Hey, I haven't been to Louisville. Can you take me downtown? And I was like, Let's drive down Main Street because yeah. that's where like it's
0: all
3: happening. Right
2: so, uh,
0: Sarah, what do you think?
2: I
3: um, definitely. You mentioned the Big Four Bridge. I definitely think that one has been really exciting, mm-hmm. even if it's not like the biggest. I thing. mean, it
2: is my favorite place
0: in Louisville,
3: right? I I've spent so many hours walking on the on Same. that walking bridge. So mm-hmm. I, I gotta I gotta pick that one for yeah.
0: sure. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm gonna say Whiskey Row. Um, just because I remember walking by there when I first moved to Louisville 20 years ago or something, and it was just this wreck of old, broken-down buildings, and I was like, why is this here? It's in the middle of the town, and uh, to see that come alive the way it has is, uh, you know, really amazing transition. So I'll say Whiskey Row, um, uh, but obviously you can't discount what anybody said here or the Omni or um, uh, or the convention center. So, uh, so those are all uh, good picks, I think. Moving on to topics on the east end of town, uh, Marty had a huge story last week about a new uh, development plan on South Hurstbourne near the Watterson Trail. Um, this sounds uh, this sounds like a, an interesting one, Marty. This is going to be all housing, right?
1: Yeah, this is a mixed housing project. We hear about mixed use a lot, which usually means there's some commercial mixed with residential. So mm-hmm. this is going to be mixed housing. So. Uh, a little bit different from Louisville, for Louisville, uh, this kind of project.
0: Yeah, so yeah. what are we talking here? There is the townhomes. The, uh, it's a mix.
1: It's uh you go, you're going to have over 100 single family homes, but you're also going to have 312 apartments. You're going to have uh, about 126 townhomes. Mm-hmm. And then they're also talking about bringing in a senior living complex. We don't know what the size of that is. They're probably going to have to bring in an outdoor or not an, an outside operator to do that when it's kind of specializes in senior housing because there could be assisted living there too so there could be a medical component but um you know this is a very ambitious project mm-hmm. uh, and like you said it's right there at about a 60 acre parcel at Hurstbourne uh, parkway and Waterson trails kind of so,
0: behind the mire
1: mm-hmm. is that right it's yeah like, it's it's near the farmland the right now right? Mm-hmm. it is vacant farmland um rj Thieneman, who's a fairly well-known developer in town they're the ones that are looking to buy that property and and renovate that or re- redevelop it over the next five to seven years. Yeah, like I said, they're probably going to bring in some developers to assist with this. So they won't be doing all of it themselves.
0: So it seems like we had a lot, like a little string of housing-related projects come up. How big is this one compared to you know what we've been seeing?
1: Uh, this one's right up there with some of the biggest ones. I mean, especially yeah. with all the different components you're Price seeing. tag a lot yeah. of these, you know, you we've seen some really high, high-level apartments that have cost 50, $60 dollars. Mm-hmm. But it's usually just that one component you've got. Um, Apartments may be some small um, restaurant or re- retail space, but mm-hmm. uh, this is, like I said, this is fairly unusual for Louisville. You don't see this type of mixed housing very often. Um, you see single-family subdivisions. You see apartments. You sometimes see apartment complexes near one another, mm-hmm. and sometimes those apartments is may have townhomes. Is
2: similar to, like, Norton Commons?
1: Uh, it's going to be much smaller than Norton Commons. Norton okay. Commons is its own neighborhood at this point. But, it's,
0: um, and price wise, it's nowhere
1: near. Yeah, like it's going to oh, be. Right, yeah. yeah, I think the homes are going to be more in that three hundred thousand range. But um, you know, it'll be similar. I mean, because there is apartments. Just there in concept. In concept, yeah, I think yeah. because of what Norton Commons has accomplished, yeah. they have a little bit of everything. And You've they have retail. Business. They've got like, yeah, they've, they've got, got gyms. They've got restaurants. So like I said, they're on, their this own, is behind
0: the mire, So
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: I was just trying to picture it in <laughs> No, I mean, head. yeah, like I mean, I if, if you talk
1: mixed housing options, that'd probably be a good one because there, there, there is there a t- lot of different types yep. of housing.
0: So, yeah, um, and so, uh, between this and, um, and the story you wrote this morning and uh, that's a $60 million development, right? Where's that one going?
1: Yeah. Uh, Fisher homes, uh, they're now our largest home builder. They, uh, they're actually based in Northern Kentucky in the Cincinnati area. They bought out dogwood homes about two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, so they've they've entered the market. They've really ramped up and, and, and announced a number of projects, a number of subdivisions. We've had two announced just in the last couple of weeks from them. Yeah, one
0: was I um, um, was kind of on the east end. One was in the south. Yeah, uh, the yeah. One's level.
1: in the southeast Louisville, but they they've got I think both of those will have homes in the 200 to 300 thousand range. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to
0: ask you about. It seems like the builders are trending more in that 200. Three hundred thousand dollar range.
1: It's why it's because it's the hottest market in town right now. That's I mean, mm-hmm. the one that people are looking for. Yeah, it's the one with the least amount of inventory. Well, that's a change
0: from last year, right? Yeah. weren't well, they weren't they going half million last year? Well,
2: yeah. you were definitely starting in the four hundreds.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were building. They that were building, in that, but now that yeah. now that there's. People are seeing the price point that they don't have enough inventory for. Right. Is that one fifty to three hundred and fifty kind of range. Yeah. And you're not saying a lot of one fifty, but you're saying two hundred thousand and above yeah. now. It's more and more. Especially one fifty's hard to do especially three hundred thousand. I mean you uh, have
2: to consider building costs
1: and yeah, yeah, all of yeah. that.
0: Yeah. All right. So finally seeing uh, a little change there, which I think is good because uh, some of the housing prices we talked about last year were uh, it's just insane that like we had this big housing need. Uh, but the, v- the builders seem to be only focusing on luxury houses. And they're saying
1: now the market's showing that the homes that are 500000 and above, they're staying on the market longer. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and these other homes are not. They're yeah. going pretty fast. Yeah. So. Like surprise there.
0: big dreams for those uh, those <laughs> home builders there, but they didn't pan out. Uh, so new homes, you know, uh, i read about some of the features of these. Brooke, you do our at-home section, and also you cover Homerama and that sort of thing. So what are some of your favorite, like, new home features oh things. my gosh this is my favorite topic i have so many <laughs>
2: things that we can talk about um i love open concept um for someone who likes to cook uh, a lot it's it's really nice to have the kitchen that kind of opens into your liv- your living space mm-hmm, so that you're sure. not kind of isolated back in your kitchen and um you know you can have your tv on where you're cooking or whatever and, you're, and your guests around so i do love the open concept but that's kind of you know everyone yeah. talks about that
0: yeah i think most Are they building non-open concepts anymore? I mean, it seems Um, like everybody's...
2: I mean, I think that they still are around, you know, but for the most part, they're they're mostly open concept. Um, So there's that. Um, But I just love that we are being... um, We're thinking through the concept of the home now and what works best for people. Whereas before, you know, there were a lot of houses that I was looking at that were built, you know, in the 50s or whatever. And it was like here's a square box with some rooms
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: and, um,
0: tiny rooms. Yeah. Tiny
2: <laughs> rooms. So you now fit
0: nothing in here, <laughs>
2: you know, I think home builders are really thinking about what works best for families and people buying the homes and right. kind of really thoughtful layouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and pantries. Um, I love a good pantry. Love so. a
0: good pantry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do too. Um, I see a lot of like, uh, the Homerama stuff. I know, um, the the subway tile and that sort of thing <laughs> oh, is big. You know I love subway <laughs> tile. Um, so uh, you know, it, a, a lot of the, des- the design features. Um, what what are some other ones? The countertops uh, you had talked about last uh, last year during Homerama. What what were those? Oh,
2: uh, there's you know there's quartz. There's uh, marble. There's soapstone. If you haven't looked into that, um, <laughs> it's kind of cool. But um, it's downfalls. Um, but so there's, there's countertops. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else are you wanting to look for? Uh, lighting. Um,
0: lighting, yes. Absolutely. Lighting
2: is huge. I'm actually looking to replace several pieces in my new home um, and trying to look uh, right now like glass bulb features are really big. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like kinda looks like bubbles, you know, mm-hmm. um in the ceiling. So kinda like really like those glass spheres. Um brass is huge. But other other metals, mixed metals are coming back. So um Yeah.
0: One thing I like, uh a lot of the bathrooms that we're seeing in newer homes kind of like the glass walls rather than like the closed off showers or whatever. Oh yeah so yeah, yeah yeah. I think those look good. Uh and th- those are going into a lot of um a lot of the, you know, germantown homes that are getting uh, renovated um, we're seeing that a lot in oh those for too, sure so. yeah all right any other favorite home features that you guys want to add
3: I feel like just in terms of interior design, I'm really into maximalism, and I feel like that's (laughs) becoming a thing. Maximalism. Yeah. Please tell me. What is that? It's the opposite of minimalism, Hmm. if you can infer. And um, (laughs) it's basically just like a celebration of really loud patterns, um, items that maybe don't go together. So I definitely love that.
2: Yeah, right? With a minimalist approach. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a
3: maximalist minimalist. Oh, I love that. It's like you can hold two things at the same time and they're yeah, still true. like my
2: shower curtain is just this like crazy bold pattern, mm-hmm. but like everything else is just like super subtle in the room. Yeah, so you have
3: that one pop. I have just like a bunch of different things hanging on my walls and sitting on my countertops and so I, I love to see that become more uh, mainstream, I guess. Nice. Marty, yeah. you
1: got anything? I just recently renovated my, or partially renovated my uh, kitchen. We had very old Outdated appliances, you know, when yeah. you have those, they just kind of make the rest of the house. I got a look few bad. of those. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got all the all stainless steel now. I have got the French door, you know, um, fridge. So I'm very happy. It's 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 kind of really changed yeah. the entire. Look yeah, that my, does that my I, house and my kitchen and I,
2: You know, let me tell you, I love the GE customizable appliances. Oh yeah, so right. they, they got like
0: different color knobs and different, handles. Yeah,
2: different and, color. Yeah, I mean, like you can just totally just completely <laughs> customize all of your home appliances, and I think that's amazing.
0: All <laughs> I, right. All right. Well, let's move on to the Bro Brothers. Uh, this is a new, um, a new bourbon brand that is uh, coming out here in the States very soon. It's already out in the UK, uh, but it's made here in Louisville. And Sarah had a big story this week. It's the first African-American bourbon brand that we've heard. And uh, it's been very popular on our social media channels as we shared that news. Uh, so, okay, first, let's talk about where that name came from, yeah. the Bro Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it was
3: funny. When I when I first heard of it, I was like, Bro Brothers? Yeah, I was like, Bro Brothers? Brothers Brothers, <laughs> what? <well, yeah. laughs> um, but then as I saw it, it comes from uh, Victor Yarbro and his brothers, yeah. uh, Chris and Bryson. And so and they sort like of... the founders of the company. Yeah, so. they wanted to come together under the umbrella of Bro brothers. I think they and made think that a flows good really choice well. there. Totally. That, I do too. That's a fun name. It, it is. It's right? pretty great. <laughs> I, love, I love alliteration, so...
0: So where's... It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a small um, operation, obviously when mm-hmm. they're getting started. So it's like a micro distillery. Where's that going?
3: It's gonna be uh, f- at 1460 Dixie Highway. They uh, already do a little bit of operations out there, but um, I believe Victor said he was just waiting on some paperwork to come back, and mm-hmm. they should have that up and running by March. Yeah, uh,
0: as as we've talked about, a lot of uh, regulations go into opening these facilities. Mm. You gotta get. Uh, I think the president himself has to sign off on uh, <laughs> on some of these uh, permits. Probably not. Uh, but uh, so th- I guess they're going to be d- blending first, then distilling their product. Is that kind of the, the plan?
3: Yeah. So they're kind of uh, doing a, like, they're kind of doing that. And then um, they're wanting to, once the distillery opens, they're looking to age their own product. But mm-hmm. right now they're buying aged barrels and um, mixing those and then. Eventually, but. it's going to be sustainable at the micro distillery, but to get them out of that—that's
0: something that a lot of uh, new labels are doing. It's like a way to get a product on the shelf without, um, without you know, waiting four years. <laughs> yeah,
3: because so. to start these liquor brands, you end up you you start in a hole.
0: So yeah. I, gotta,
3: have, I have a question come out as soon now. As fast
2: So does the product change flavor after? I mean, like, is it? What if it's completely different for Oh, years later? it will have
0: a different flavor. Absolutely. Okay. Um, c- the The only way you can offset it, I think, is by blending and trying to get a consistent flavor with your old stuff. So, it, like, if you buy say fifty barrels, maybe and and then sell twenty five of those as your first run, and you know save the other twenty five so you can blend it with the stuff you made, so that that could maybe take the consistency back to where it was. But it's definitely going to taste different. So. Okay. Um, right. Rabbit hole, I think, is. Uh, you know, you're probably going to see a kind of a change in flavor as their new distillery has come online. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) for sure. But, um, and and I think they just, I think you just deal with it. (laughs) So, and I'm sure like the taste of some of the older bourbon brands has definitely changed over the years. It probably just was so subtle that we didn't know it.
2: I was just always I always had that, <laughs> that
0: question. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> And your your suspicion is absolutely correct. Like <laughs> it is gonna change. <laughs> um I've heard a, a bunch of people tell tell me that. I've also heard like anytime you upgrade your distilling equipment, like you're still like the it's gonna have a different flavor then because it's just the way that equipment works. It's all kind of different in the copper's it's different copper, so it's going to have a different flavor. Right, so. yeah. But uh, the only way to offset it, I think, is to blend it. So uh, so anyway, while we're on the topic of new bourbon brands, we've had a bunch of these come out lately. So what are you guys' favorite new uh, bourbon brands? If you don't like bourbon, if you like, uh, you know, you can name a, another uh, favorite uh, alcohol brand. If, you li- if you're into White Claw, that's fine. <laughs> no judgment. Um you can, you can say White Claw. Um, and uh, let's see, I'll start with Marty
1: uh newish i guess and you just mentioned them as rabbit hole I yeah. really like their I'll different brands of herbs. So um mm-hmm. yeah it seems to be a, it's a little polarizing i know some people really don't like it for whatever reason but really? I've but, never I, heard but i've heard i've heard people you hear have yeah. but i've enjoyed everything i've tried from them so yeah. uh and look forward to if they do change i look forward to seeing what it tastes like in I the really, future so
2: i really want to try their uh aged and their sherry casks i've tried it too. is it good yeah. Um, yeah that's
1: one i haven't tried i need yeah. to try that one yeah
0: i went to like a tasting event and they had all of them out there and was like Okay, let's try <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Let's see here. Uh, Brooke, how about you?
2: Um, so my old standby is Blade & Bow. Love that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, a new one to me, um, at Christmas, my brother brought um, Remus Repeal Reserve, and it's out of uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Uh, but it was actually really good. Um, cool. So they have a non-reserve one that's not as good, but I really liked the reserve. So <laughs>
0: I love the name Remus. <laughs> 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 I don't know why that means so I need to be. Sarah, are you a bourbon drinker?
3: Yeah, I'm fresh to the bourbon world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's been exciting and delicious. Um, mm-hmm. I just tried Angel's Envy yesterday, actually, yeah. um, for yeah, the first Yeah, that's like a good one. I like that and I really like they're just OG straight bourbon. Um, super, super good. Yeah. I'm a fan.
0: I'm going to say, and this is cheating a little, um, Matthew McConaughey's oh. new bourbon, <laughs> which is made wild by wild turkey. turkey. <laughs> uh, but it is very good, called Long Branch. Oh, um, I do you not know, have but to But it's a new that. brand. Yeah. And, um, so I don't, I don't think I'm breaking the rules by saying new brand's good, even though it comes from an old distillery, uh, and I'm a wild turkey fan. So, uh, I thought it was pretty good for a Hollywood <laughs> actor like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I'm sure he, he developed the product. Would himself. you say it's all
2: right, all right, all right. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, nice. <laughs>
0: job. That was very good. Um, uh, now I don't even know where to go from that. That was perfect. Uh, all right. Well, uh. I guess I'll move us on. we'll <laughs> <then. laughs> I uh, outro on that note. Um basically we'll go around the room like we always do you guys can share your social media handles just in case you guys want to argue with us about different uh liquor brands and uh Marty I'll start with you on that.
1: Uh yeah, I primarily on uh Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh BF Blue Marty is my handle on um Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I post a lot of stories, interact with people. So people just ask me random real estate questions, which I like to answer yeah. if I can't answer. Uh, so if you do have some question about something you've seen in the community or if you've seen something and you don't think we've written about it, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. So, um,
0: You got a good example of that, like a random real estate
1: question? Uh, the funniest, um, you know, I usually just get, you know, I saw something going on at this location. Can you tell me about it? Yeah. I get people asking about you know the uh, updates on Top Golf. I got to get the Top Golf reference in there. Yes. Oddly enough, and I don't think we've t- I don't know if we've talked about this before or not. When we found out about Top Golf, it was through a Twitter tip.
0: Is that right? Yeah, mm. I had no idea. Huh. And you broke were, the Top and we broke story. the
1: Top Golf story, but it came from a tweet. Someone that tweeted us and said, "Hey, we heard Top Golf slugging the Louisville." So we wow. looked into it, and sure enough, it's so. a big one. Yeah.
0: All right. How about you, Brooke? <laughs>
2: So you can find me on Twitter at designer. Sometimes I'm there. Can so. we? Know. <laughs> you know, I have been, I have tweeted like five times in the last two weeks. Okay? Wow, that's so good. That's good. That's like the most. That's more than 2019 altogether. I think
0: that's more than me. I've not <laughs> tweeted a lot this year. But go on.
2: Um, so that's where you can find me on Twitter, um, and then you can find me on Instagram at @b_timmons26, and uh, you can also uh, follow us on our. BF Louisville account. It's at BF Louisville on Instagram. Mm. It's a great mm-hmm. thing. It's um our photographer mostly runs the account, but um, I'm also on there sometimes too. So um, send us. We've gotten several new tips uh, through Instagram before. Yeah. Send us a DM on Instagram, um, and you know we'll we'll look into it and maybe write a story about it. So find us there. Love that.
0: All right, Sarah. How about you? Where can people find you?
2: Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at BF
3: Lou Sarah. Uh, just know that I'm sweating when you tweet at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm always going to respond. Um, and then you can find me on LinkedIn as well. I'm super active there. Just mm-hmm. Sarah
0: Shadburn. All right. And you can find me at BF Lou David on Twitter and on LinkedIn. I'm very active there as well. Uh, usually posting some nice business first content. So uh, look for that. Um, If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to us on popular podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and others. And uh, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, Marty, Brooke, and Sarah. Thank you guys for listening at home. And until next time, bye.
2: See ya. Bye.